sensations at 1,000 feet. Eliza double-checked the address Moses gave her earlier. She was quite stumped on this one. William had casually mentioned this case at their weekly Wednesday dinners. It had seemed he was stumped as well, and she wanted to take a crack at it to see if she could solve it where he couldn't. So she had nicely asked Fitzroy about the case, and he had showed her the file. She was proud of how much Fitzroy was developing into a good investigator. But he needed to get rid of that naive streak with her. But not yet. All in good time. The case was a man who was found dead in a tree in a small park about a week ago. Mr. Potts said he fell from a great height and got stretched and had bones broken, but that's not what he died from. He was poisoned by something. William and Eliza had discussed the case over their dinner and their after-dinner drinks, but they couldn't figure it out. William was going to resign himself to another unsolved mystery, but the case had stuck with Eliza all through the night. After a sleepless night, she decided to sneak behind William's back and go to Fitzroy. Eliza checked her hat and went to the front door of Mr. Flannery and Frampton, weather observationist. As she lifted her hand to knock on the door, she noticed a sign that said, Around Back. Eliza tilted her head slightly and did as the note said. The shop was situated on the corner of a row of odd or deserted shops, and as she rounded the corner, she finally noticed a large and empty field behind the shops. But more importantly, there was a very large and very brightly colored hot air balloon being inflated. Beside the basket was a man, and of course, William. She should have known he'd beat her there. Hello, William, Eliza said. They didn't hear her over the roaring gas fire that was helping inflate the balloon. Hello, Eliza said louder. Both men turned. William walked over her. What do you think you're doing here? Oh, I have a passing interest in weather observation, Eliza's eyes twinkled. Oh, I'm sure you do, William said sarcastically. Fitzroy, he grumbled under his breath. I knew once I told you you wouldn't be able to leave this alone. You know I can't resist a mystery, especially one so intriguing and one that involves a hot air balloon, Eliza smiled. So, you obviously figured out who our mystery man is? William just stared down at her. Oh, do let me help, Eliza pleaded. The other night you were so ready to throw it on the discard pile. I got as far as you've gotten in just a couple of days. Still, that steely stare that sent her stomach a flutter. Don't make me beg further, Eliza said in a quiet voice. His name is Colin Flannery, William relentingly sighed. He's half of Mr. Flannery and Frantum, weather observationalists. They're scientists that study weather, which I've never heard of until now, William said begrudgingly. I just recently read about it in the paper because they go up in these balloons and the balloons can be somewhat tricky to maneuver. They can be quite dangerous. There was a fatal accident in Europe. That's what the article is about. So I was talking to Mr. Frampton about Mr. Flannery and their business. William looked at Eliza and she looked back at him with a pleading look. Would you like to join me in questioning him? William said with a smile. I thought you'd never ask. Eliza led the way over to the man by the basket and the balloon. The roar of the fire was quite loud when the flame burst up. The balloon was slowly inflating into the air and was quite impressive, Eliza did have to admit. There were several ropes attached to sandbags that held the balloon and basket to the ground. Eliza put her hand up to Mr. Frampton and he just stared at it, so she discreetly put it down. Hello, Mr. Frampton. I'm Eliza Scarlett. I'm helping Detective Wellington on this case. 
Mr. Frampton just continued to stare at her like she had a second head, so she pluckily carried on. Detective Wellington was telling me you and Mr. Flannery were in business. What exactly is weather observation? Well, we're scientists that study weather. We try to predict what comes next and why. It's a new science, so a lot of people don't take us seriously. Yes, I understand not being taken seriously, Eliza said. How exactly does a balloon play into all this, William asked, looking up at the balloon. Oh, well, when the weather is nice, we float up, try to take air temperatures, and try and see as far as we can to get good views of what is happening elsewhere that is headed our way. We can then time that weather when it hits your area and do more predicting and calculations and yes, yes, we get the point. How do you inflate the balloon? I see fire and flame, but it's not wood, so how? Eliza asked, thoughts forming for a theory on what happened to Colin Flannery. Well, it started out straw, wood, manure, things like that. But when balloons became man flights, it became a gas-powered flame. It's all the same basic recipe, but each balloon maneuverist has his own style and certain recipe. Eliza and William looked at each other. They always had this way of speaking that doesn't need verbal communication. She can tell what they're thinking at the same time. Mr. Frampton has given away a major clue. She's never had such a close connection like this. They pair well in such terms of intelligence and strength. They bounce ideas and quips in rapid fire. On their monthly Sunday dinners with Ivy and Mr. Potts, Ivy just laughs at them because they can get riled up and going, and their wordplay is unbelievable. Mr. Potts and Ivy just roll their eyes and sit back. William and Eliza fuss and spar, and the sexual tension lights up the room. Eliza loves their Sunday family meals. Uh, when the fire gets going and the balloon is inflated at its peak, you get into the basket and off you pop, Mr. Frampton explains. So, just the two of you in here, Eliza asks. There's quite a lot of room in here for more than two. William, Eliza, and Mr. Frampton climb into the basket. Yeah, there's room, but you have your equipment, he points to the cases, spyglasses, large-sized writing books, and you have chairs, he hops out to put a chair into the basket, and plus the ropes that hold the weights and that we use to secure the balloon once we land. Yes, uh, that's quite a bit crowded now, William says. The basket all of a sudden jolts. Uh, what was that? Frampton, where are you? William notices the basket door is locked. The basket jolts again. William, Frampton said weights. He's throwing the weights off. I think we're about to fly away. Frampton, unlock this door now and let us out, William shouts. The basket jolts one last time and suddenly they feel an odd sensation. William and Eliza both gently peek over the edge and see the ground quickly receding and Mr. Franklin quickly running away. William, Eliza turns to William and grabs both of his arms. What are we going to do? These are extremely dangerous and people often get hurt when they land and some die. These are extremely dangerous. People often get hurt when they land and some die. William looks out at the expanding horizon and takes a deep breath. We're going to let the fire die down and do our best. We're both intelligent people. We can figure this out. Let's enjoy the view and talk this case out while the balloon deflates. Yes, good idea. Sorry for the panic. That's not like me at all. I guess I'm scared of flying in a hot air balloon. Who would have known? Eliza laughs and takes a deep breath. 
It's all right. I'm here with you. I'll always be here with you, William said softly beside her. Eliza's stomach does a little flip as she stares into William's blue eyes. Damn those eyes. They can always see into her soul. If only she can say what she was feeling. But there's always a wall that stops her from getting those words out. So she turned and looked out into the horizon and gripped the edge of the basket. It was an amazing view. Who knew England was so beautiful, Eliza said. Yes, who knew? William sighed slightly and went to stand beside Eliza. So, the case. What are your thoughts? Eliza could hear the disappointment in William's voice, but she couldn't deal with her feelings. Not right now. When? She didn't know, but not right at this moment. She felt something for William, a lot of things, really, but she couldn't bring herself to voice them. Every time William looked at her or said something that had a double meaning, her stomach both dropped and shot up into her throat. This man did things to her that were physically impossible. Eliza cleared her throat. <clears throat> well, obviously Frampton is involved. He wouldn't have sent us up here if he wasn't. But to what extent, I'm unsure. I, uh, think the gas. Eliza turned slightly to the gas canister that had produced the flames and realized how close William truly was to her. William mumbled pardon under his breath, but only backed away a little. Eliza wants him to stay close because she's still afraid of how high they are, more than she'll ever admit, but more she wants to enjoy his warmth and feel him beside her. She returns her gaze to the safety of the horizon and continues. I think the gas has something to do with it. We just need to question Frampton further and determine to what extent and what part he played in it. I think you're correct. When we land, William looks up and then peers out of the basket, which I think is sooner than we planned. I'll get the lads on to finding Frampton. As far as landing, it looks like we're headed for that group of trees. It'll slow us down, but hopefully not crash us. William looks down in Eliza. Then there's a break in them, then another set of trees. I think that's where we'll come down. Eliza risked a peek over the edge and saw the trees approaching quickly. She nodded because she couldn't speak. She did her best to put on her brave Eliza fearless face, but this was unlike anything she'd been up against. All right, hopefully you're right. We should try to dump the gas canister and anything that might slide around the basket over the side quickly, then see if we can brace up against anything heavy. Eliza felt calmer now that they had a plan. Good, good, that sounds like a plan. Let's hurry. William's accent shot deeper now that time was of the essence. William wrestled the canister up and over the side and with a silent prayer that it wouldn't explode on impact, sent it over the basket's head. Eliza quickly threw the chair Frampton had loaded off, as well as cases of instruments and large bound notebooks and anything she could pick up. The only thing that left was a large steamer trunk that was screwed down in the corner. We should sit here beside the trunk. They had reached the first bunch of trees and could feel the tops starting to brush the bottom of the basket. Hurry, Eliza. Eliza tucked herself as close to the trunk and basket as she could. She could feel William put his arms around her and tuck himself tightly beside her. Her heart started pounding for reasons other than that they were about to crash. The treetops were really crashing into the basket and Eliza squeezed her eyes tight. William tightened his arms around her as the basket shuddered and then the basket settled. They could feel the balloon was quickly dropping. Seems like the trees slowed us, Eliza laughed shakily. She didn't know how to feel with William's arms around her. She could feel his breathing coming rapidly on her cheek. 
It was warm and comforting. William didn't relax his arms around Eliza. We should approach the second set soon. This will be worse than the last bunch. Eliza, Eliza turned as much as she could in the tight spot, as much as she could in his arms. Yes, William. Eliza, I, I'm going to hold you as close as I can, and to this trunk. I hope we both survive this, William said as the sound of trees started whooshing by. Both Eliza and William tucked into each other's arms and pressed into the trunk in the corner of the basket. Eliza tried to commit to memory, even if it might turn out to be her last memory, the feel and smell of William, how her arms felt around him. She hated how a crashing hot air balloon was the reason they were in each other's arms. The basket was hitting the trees now, and Eliza could tell the trees were much more substantial. The basket was being thrown around and dragged through the thick branches as the balloon slowed. And though the balloon had slowed tremendously, the basket was getting crushed among the tree branches. Just when Eliza thought it couldn't get worse, the basket got caught in a big tree. The basket lurched and the deflated balloon fluttered down over the treetops. Eliza's heart was racing as fast as her breath. She could tell William was feeling the same way. She slowly opened one eye and the other. She saw William's eyes roaming her face. Are you all right? William asked quietly, almost as though he was worried his voice would jostle the basket. Yes, Eliza said after a moment, mentally checking to see if she was all right. I think I am. William gently moved his arms from Eliza and gently cupped her face with both hands. William's thumb brushed her cheek and she hissed with a wince. I guess I have a couple of cuts, Eliza said, as she softly touched a spot on his forehead. You have a few as well, Then she tenderly touched his neck where a bigger scratch was. William, you have a large... In that moment, William pulled Eliza's face close to his and sweetly kissed her. Eliza's eyes shot open wide and she stared into his. She didn't ever dare think of a first kiss with William. Whenever she dared think of her feelings for him, her head spun and she got tangled in thoughts of what-ifs and maybes and improbabilities. As quickly as it registered William was kissing her, the moment was over. He looked as surprised as she felt and probably looked. Eliza, I am sorry. I just got caught up in the moment of us surviving the impact. I shouldn't have done that, William quietly finished the sentence, pulling his hands away from her face. Her cheeks were cold where his hands had been. She was sure they were probably blushing from the kiss. She felt bereft in ways she hadn't felt since her mother died, and even her father passing had left such a hole. A minute ago, she was unsure of their survival. Her heart had felt like it had stopped in those minutes when the basket was crashing through the trees. And the next moment, William kissed her and her heart had stopped for another reason. Just when it had restarted, William withdrew and her heart stopped for a third moment. She didn't know if she could endure more of this. How would she ever live without William's lips on hers ever again? She was not known for rash acts, but she needed to jumpstart her heart. They had almost died. They could have died. She had just read a newspaper article about the death rates on hot air balloon rides and accidents. She had thought about how he had shielded her with his body, how he had said he'd always be right by her side. She knew he would be, no matter what. It had been years since he had stood in the way of her taking a case, and that was that Henry's death. He had been nothing but supportive and a helpmate. Tears pricked the back of her eyes, and her cheeks continued to cool, and William looked away from her. So Eliza did the only thing she could think of to restart her heart, 
and grabbed William's face and turned and kissed him. William made a surprised noise in his throat and Eliza smiled against his lips. Eliza could feel his arms go around her and gently pull her close, although they hadn't moved that much apart because of the crushed basket around them. Eliza smiled internally as the kiss deepened, but that was just for a split second because the warm feelings William was causing her were creeping quickly upwards. By this time, the balloon had deflated around them and the basket and created a dreamy canopy over their heads. All of a sudden, they heard a call of, Sir? Ma'am? Are you all right? William and Eliza broke apart with a quick glance around. They were still completely hidden, seated in the basket under the balloon. William called out, Fitzroy, is that you? How on earth are you here? William didn't loosen his arms around Eliza, and she realizes that she doesn't mind and smiles up at him, and he smiles back. I was coming around the corner of Mr. Flannery and Frampton when the balloon took off. Me and another constable arrested Mr. Frampton and followed the balloon in a carriage. It's a miracle that you are both unhurt. You both are unhurt, aren't you? Fitzroy explained. William clears his throat. Yes, we are better than we have ever imagined we will be at the end of this journey. William brushes the lock of Eliza's hair behind her ear and whispers, Your hat has come loose. Eliza reaches up and unpins the hat from where it has haphazardly ended up. William's eyes darken with some unspoken feelings and Eliza twirls the bit of hair that uncurls on William's forehead around her fingertips. He usually has his hair slicked back, but every once in a while, this piece sneaks out of place and she's always found it charming and it makes her feel strange feelings. She was going to enjoy learning about these strange feelings. Don't worry, sir. The tree isn't that high up. Constable Miller is finding a ladder for you to climb down, Fitzroy calls from below. I guess we better see the damage up here and figure out how we're going to climb down that ladder, William sighed. Eliza and William look into each other's eyes for a moment, and they start to untangle their limbs from each other and the trunk that they had been sheltering beside. They gathered and pushed the balloon fabric aside enough so they could stand up and see out. Eliza was shocked at how much the basket had been crushed by the trees. She gasped at the gashes and the weaving and the giant holes. She wasn't sure how they had survived the crash. William, look at this basket. There's barely half of it left, Eliza said weakly. Yes, but what matters most is that we are alive. William took her hand, squeezing it. And look at the trees around us cherry blossoms. Eliza looked around the trees that had to ultimately stop their ride. The tree they were caught in was a big cherry tree in blossom. Eliza whipped around to look at William. She could tell he was thinking back to the ruse of their fake proposal to stop the railway bombing case a year ago. Her mind tripped back to it too as she replayed his words of the story they had made up of how he had asked her to marry him. William gently reached out to the tree and plucked the blossom. He held it out to her. A most beautiful and precious thing, but not the most beautiful and precious thing I know. William looked straight at her with honesty and love on his face. Eliza was done with feeling alone, done with not having someone to turn to. Eliza reached up for the blossom and looking down at the ground to make sure no one could see them again, stepped to William and kissed him. Epilogue. William was reading the newspaper when he heard a gentle sound of someone clearing their throat. 
He folded the paper and looked up and smiled at Eliza leaning against his door. His mouth quirked into a smile when he saw her. Eliza? William, Eliza said with a grin. It had been a few days since their balloon ride. He hadn't seen her since that day. They had both been busy. He was wrapping up the Flannery and Frampton case, and he knew she had taken on another case with Nash. But it was Wednesday, and he knew she was there for dinner. Right on time, William said quietly. I had wondered if you were going to cancel. He could see Eliza visibly swallow and take a deep breath. No, William, I am here. I always be right here, she had echoed the words he had said in the balloon. Any thoughts and words he had stuck in his chest and throat, so he just grunted and got his hat from the hook beside the door. Shall we go to dinner? I could tell you what happened in the case. William offered Eliza his arm. They strolled out of Scotland Yard and down the walk slowly. He wanted these walk and talks to never end, so he indulged her slow pace. Frampton admitted to dumping the body out of the basket, but he said Flannery was already dead when he found him. He said Flannery was working on the gas formula and was trying to make a cheaper version. Must have mixed the wrong chemicals and... William, Eliza interrupted. I'm glad the case got solved, but for once I'd like to talk about something other than a case. They stopped their walk and Eliza pulled William to the bench next to where they had stopped. Anything, Eliza. You can talk to me about anything. We've been through enough that we can get through anything. William's heart was in his throat. Was she going to say she regretted kissing him? William, I'd like to talk about us, about, about how I realize I have feelings for you. Eliza looked down at the ground. William cupped her face and gently turned her face upwards so their eyes met. Eliza, I've waited too long to hear those words, and I have feelings for you too. I know you may have reservations. William could see the tears forming in her eyes and he thumbed them away. But I've changed in what I want in a relationship. We can work and figure it out together. Eliza nodded as William bent down and kissed her. You'll always be my heart and my life. You'll always be the one I want at midnight. You'll always do my breath.